Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, it's another Black History moment with Bo. And like every day, I hope this day is going well for you. And if you are a new listener to our show, I say welcome. Welcome to Facts and welcome to the truth. And what I do on this show is crawl into darkness and bring out the facts. Everyone wants the truth, but no one wants to be honest. But the truth is everlasting. And yes, I know it's an old phrase, but the fact remains that the truth will set you free because the lies need to be built upon. But the truth stands alone. I must tell you, over the weekend, I had the honor of attending a political dinner and I met some very interesting people that were sitting at our table. And I have told you before that blackness is not just the color of your skin, but blackness is a state of being. It is integrity. It is strength. It is courage. It is the knowledge that society has become so fake that the truth actually bothers people. So in reality, blackness comes in many colors. And with that being said, let's slip into a little darkness and pull some truth to the light. We should have seen it coming, of course. Karen would play the victim in the ideological battle against bias and racism. We cannot make this stuff up. The very woman making dangerous false accusations against black and Hispanic people are now accusing them of sexism. Ironically, the only woman undermining in this scenario are the ones who abuse their white privilege to wreak havoc on black people. America needs to stop pretending there are good people on both sides. The truth is passivity in the face of cruelty is offensive. He who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who has helped to perpetrate it. He who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. That was Martin Luther King. Now, please don't get me wrong. All white women are not Karens. And every white woman named Karen is not a Karen. Karen is a term used to finally and at long last dismiss the illegitimate outcries from white women who use their privilege to hurt black people. And as far as I'm concerned, Karen is a good name compared to what they could be called that you would seem impossible to render with your children in the backseat of the car, listening to every word between you and your wife. 
So what are the Karens in the world fighting for? They are fighting to continue to wage attacks on black people. And if black people call them out for it, then they divert the blame to them instead of checking their privilege. Before the term Karen was coined, black people never had a word that perfectly captured the torture waged against us by white women, all the while purporting to be afraid for their safety or lives. A predominant feature of the Karen stereotype is that they weaponize their relative privilege against people of color. For example, when making police complaints against black people for minor or even in numerous cases, fictitious infringements. My friends, we live in an American society where white men are dominant. However, Historians often skim past the role white women played in perpetrating white supremacy. In modern society, Karenness is their most relentless tool. Just like every other group, white women have valid concerns and should not be dismissed or ignored. However, when the motive is to alienate or marginalize and terrorize black people, why jump in to save her and then to call it sexism is a step too far? Why should anyone attempt to defend the indefensible? In what ways are Cairns undermined by not acknowledging their racist false police calls and attempt to reign supreme over black people? This opposition to the term is not about sisterhood, this is about repressing voices. The cries from white women who feel offended by the name are so disingenuous. These same women do not show outrage at the harm caused by women who follow the Karen ideology. One of the most prominent groups to participate in the preservation and purification of the failed white supremacist regime was the United Daughters of the Confederacy, founded in 1894. The Daughters worked alongside organizations like the Klan to grow white supremacist frameworks in the South. Throughout American history, there are many examples of white women using their privilege to cause harm to black people. They treated black men brutally, getting them beaten, arrested, and even lynched for minor infractions and falsehoods. You can easily find pictures of young white girls smiling under a black man lynched in a tree or burnt alive. I will never forget their faces on the black people they hurt, nor will I forget the joy on the faces of those white people. They treated lynchings like a party and denied black people's humanity, selling off photos of the murder and body parts. And it's time for us to stop pretending that white men were the only ones to blame. White women were more than along for the ride. They enjoyed hurting black people. Until America can understand this, they will never end racism in all its forms. I cannot brush aside this hatred. And just as some say, get over it. 
These white people smiling at lynches are the grandmothers and grandfathers of white people in power today. Trump's father was a proud member of the Ku Klux Klan who marched in Washington, D.C. and got arrested for his participation. Coincidentally, these are the same white people who oppose reparations and any attempts to close the race wealth gap. American history shows a mixed relationship between white women and the black community. After white women won the right to vote, they shut down their women's suffrage offices and refused to help black women gain that right. White women benefited from the white supremacist system and still do. For these racist women, sexual attraction was often a game. Sure, they felt attracted to black men, but if they got caught looking, they'd grin or chuckle, and the black men would be beaten or killed. Imagine being a black man not feeling empowered to say no to a white woman's sexual advances, and when they consented to these relationships, would be killed. Enslaved Africans did not have the right to choose their spouse. For example, white slave owners forced Harriet Tubman to leave the first love of her life with whom she had a child and marry a man she did not love. She bore him five children and never saw her first child again. During this era, white women did not own property, yet they ruled over the family's plantation alongside the slave owners. Years after the abolition of slavery, white women continued to exert this privilege and play upon the white man's hatred for black men. If you have time, my friends, listen to my program on a letter to Emmett Till, because Carolyn Bryant Donham was the woman responsible for his death. And we all know the story why visiting in Mississippi 14-year-old Emmett was brutally murdered for allegedly flirting with a white woman four days earlier. His assailants, the white woman's husband and her brother, made Emmett carry a 75-pound cotton gin fan to the Tallahatchie Riverbank and ordered him to take off his clothes. The two men then beat him nearly to death gouged out his eye, shot him in the head, and then threw his body tied to the cotton gin fan with barbed wire into the river. Emmett Till was a teenager, young and innocent. He never hurt anyone, and the woman, Carolyn Bryant Dunham, admitted that her accusations against him were false. So I guess his torture was for what? Entertainment? A Karen is someone who uses her privilege as a weapon. This type of woman smiles while calling the police on a group of kids or actively works to discredit the voices of black people. Feminists who believe in equality should not defend the dishonorable actions of any woman. This is the type of sideline acceptance that immortalizes bigotry in American culture. Claiming that Karen is a sexist trope is a horrible attempt to silence black people's cries of injustice and prejudice. The white women raging critiques 
of the term should be harsh on those amongst them who abuse their privilege, not the black people trying to create a more just union. We need unity. If you believe that all people should be treated with dignity, then do not feed into a, the attempt to undermine the movement towards equality. Well, there you have it, my friends. Karens, alive and well in America and hiding until the time is right. I often think of Greenwood, Oklahoma and Rosewood, Florida, other towns that were completely destroyed by the words of Karens. And that music tells me that it is once again time for me to leave. But before I go, I want to leave you with another message. And that is the reason why I don't fit in is because I research both sides of all presented information and I critically think for myself. Until next time, it's been my honor. <laughs>